Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, can we stop emotional brush fires? I apologize for the lack of podcasts lately, but I've been spending the last six weeks in serious rancher mode. I live on a 30-acre ranch, and it needs attention every spring and summer. So I've been dividing my time between brush mowing patches of the really noxious weeds in parts of the south pasture and relating to the more dangerous pasture that's west of my house and corrals in a different way. Because of that 15 acres is lush grassland pasture, and that's where the winds usually come from, it's just a fire waiting to happen. There's no way I can brush it down. That means I have a lot of wildfire mitigation to do on the three acres that surround my house and occupy my corral areas. I finally get it, why you see farmers and ranchers almost every day around 10.30 in their favorite diners all over the county. They've been working since the sun came up, and this is their breakfast break. I've fallen into a similar rhythm, except the times are a lot different. By 9.30, I'm up and ready to work. I feed my little pony, and then I set out to tackle whatever project around the corral or the house seems most urgent. Around 11.30, I head in for my breakfast. And because I'm a phlegmatic, that's the slow, contemplative temperament that hates to be overworked, I tell myself that that's all I have to do for the day. But after a nice breakfast and a bit of relaxation, I usually decide to do another stint and out I go for another hour or two. I'm a bit old for all this work in the hot sun, so that's about all the energy I have for each day. I think about the podcast, but each week has been so hot and so packed with addressing fire mitigation that I just wasn't able to pull one together. However, these thoughts of fire have had me pondering emotional fires, too. Circumstances in our society seem to be fueling huge rages that turn to violence so easily. We need strategies for mitigating against those fires, too. Let's take a look at the dynamics of rage more closely. When people get enraged, they describe themselves afterward like this. They say, I just lost it. I hit the flashpoint. I was out of control. I went ballistic. I saw red and wanted to lash out and throw things. And if we watch them, what do we see? They're tensed up. They're doing mouth breathing. Their fists are doubled up. Often we can't even talk to them. It's as if they can't hear us. They seem to have buttons or triggers that set them off. Sometimes they're just looking for a fight, for an excuse to blow up. And they seem to go from zero to a hundred in almost no time. So what's happening in our brain that gets us into that state? It has cascaded down from the layer that we used to think with into the two layers below. The emotional layer is activated, but then we tumble even lower into a core survival layer. That layer only has three responses to any threat signals. We can freeze and be unable to speak, which often happens to rape victims. We can flee if that's an option, or we can fight. Then the rule becomes kill or be killed, so our behavior becomes extreme. What were the triggers that seemed so threatening? At that core level, any challenge to our rank or place in the group 
can cause instant embarrassment or humiliation and trigger that ballistic response. These challenges can be really small. Being ignored, having someone cut in front of us in line or on the highway, a disapproving look, even an imagined slight. To our thinking mind, these seem trivial. But to this survival brain, they are dangerous threats to our safety, our power, and our place in the world. In these uncertain times with job insecurity and housing scarcity and the rise in hate groups, increasing numbers of people are experiencing this cascade and are displaying rage behavior. If we're the one having the rage attack, we only have seconds to catch ourselves before we start acting out, not enough time to think about what to do, and we aren't in the right brain layer to think anyway. We need an automatic programmed emergency response. If we were caught in an actual fire and our clothes caught fire, we might panic if we hadn't already memorized the response slogan, stop, drop, and roll. It literally saves lives, while running would just lead to worse burns and even death. So here's a slogan to memorize for emotional blazes. Stop, drop it, and chill. Let's unpack that. Stop means notice the state you're in. Create what meditators like to call a gap between the emotions and triggers that are firing you up on the one hand and an awareness of the present moment on the other hand. We just need an instant to interrupt our impulse. We're asking the brain to switch quickly from outward awareness to inward awareness, and that engages an entirely different network called the default network. It shifts our attention from action-based to simple awareness-based. It shuts out the outer world and becomes keenly aware of our bodily sensations in the moment. Then comes the drop part. With a physical fire, this means falling to the ground. But with an emotional fire, it means activating a tool that you've chosen and practiced as your way to flip your brain from the AM station that's tuned into the outer world to the FM station that's tuned into the quiet inner world. Once you throw that switch, your system will chill almost as quickly as it had fired up. But it'll take practice to give the tool the power to flip the switch when you're emotionally inflamed. Here are some tools that have worked for others. You could try them out and see which one you like best. I met with a little eight-year-old boy once who was amazingly able to calm down quickly. So I asked him how he did it. He said, well, I just take three good breaths and then I just smooth my bones. So if you can figure that one out, try that. There was a woman in a leadership seminar that I attended that said something similar to that. She often had to catch herself when her ambition got out of hand and started alarming her employees. She said she learned to drop her ears, like dogs and horses do when they calm back down. So that's the key. Change the part of your body that's storing the most tension. Are your fists clenched? Stretch out your fingers and then cup your hands softly. Are your lips pursed tightly? Lick your lips and open your mouth slightly. Relax your tongue, too. Is your heart racing? Place your hand over your heart and breathe slowly. Are your shoulders raised and tensed? Lift them up even higher, roll them back, breathe out, and drop them. 
Are you mouth breathing your hot air? Take three slow breaths through your nose and breathe out slowly through your open lips and then shift entirely to nose breathing. You may discover some other simple gesture that works best for you. In each case, you're bringing your attention back from the outside world and the situation that has triggered you to go ballistic and toward an awareness of your own body. The chill in the slogan is the sense of presence that comes when you make that shift. The inner state of mind is fundamentally calmer and able to see the workability in life once again. Meditation teachers all say that we would have a much more peaceful world if only everyone would meditate. But you know, that's not likely to happen. Many folks struggle just to survive and are caught up in their difficult outer lives. They may never even consider meditating. But we all need impulse control in order to lead our lives instead of having our emotions and fears leading us. Perhaps we can help everyone find a tool that they can use when they find themselves in a zero to a hundred ballistic situation so that they can interrupt their impulse before doing harm. If we can all learn to stop, drop it, and chill, then maybe we can have the peaceful world that meditators are hoping for. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.